0: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 281 Go from Disappointed to Content with Your Habits with Kendra Brimhall. Now, if I was a betting kind of woman, I would bet on the following to happen when someone starts creating a new habit. Now, let's call this person a she. She gets all the information she needs, she makes a plan, and then she is abounding with energy and is so ready to get started. And as she starts, she finds that energy starting to wane quickly, maybe within a few days to maybe weeks, the energy dissipates and the plan just isn't quite working until she finds herself forgetting more and more often to do it or failing and it comes to a sudden halt. Now this woman, she feels disappointed and she wonders what is wrong with her? Why she can't just stick to this habit that she had the best plan. She knew she needed it. She wanted it, but she just couldn't. And she feels like a failure. Now, let me just say this is totally normal. In our introductory episode earlier this month, we talked about that valley of disappointment that exists when we change and grow. So, what should we do while we are in the middle of trudging through that disappointment valley? Today, Kendra Brimhall is here to help you shift from disappointed to content. Now, excitingly, she is also our first quote-unquote regular because none of you are regular listener, meaning she's just like us and she's been through this valley many times. So take heart. You are not broken and we're going to help you get through this valley. And on the other side, you will feel more content and confident with your habits. Welcome to About Progress, I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Perfection. If you are listening to this episode the day it airs, tonight's going to be my last free session of my class, how to make habits that stick. This is all to emphasize that you are not broken. It's just your implementation. Your implementation is at fault for your habits not sticking. And in this class, I'm going to help you know three reasons why your habits haven't stuck in the past and what you can do to make that happen. Now, if you miss the class on how to live with more intention and freedom via good habits, you can still have access to the class replay until August 31st. By going to aboutprogress.com slash free class, you can sign up and I'll send you the replay. And again, this is only till August 31st. There is a deadline here. So I hope you don't all or nothing yourself and instead do something, go sign up, watch the replay and let's let it help you. All right, it's time to turn the time over to my interview with Kendra. Now again, I wanted to tell you that this was our first interview with someone who is a progressor from our community who just submitted an incredible application. And we have so so much more coming for you. Now with this, we are still doing the Dear Progressor every other month, and we're gonna do one this month. And so I want to still hear from you in that way too. You can go to aboutprogress.com/ be on the show to learn how to submit your note for the Dear Progressor episode. Those are short and sweet, all about the theme for this month, and we already have some that are submitted and are incredible, and we just have a few days left, so make sure you go and leave your note for your fellow progressors. okay let's jump into the interview.: Okay,
1: so I am Kendra. I'm a mother of four kids um, I have a three older kids and then one that's young on the end. Um, I recently made a huge move from Arizona to Indiana. It's a move that was never, ever, ever in our plans. We were going to live and die in Arizona. Wow. That's been fun. (laughs) Sounds Uh, like a big thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm a nurse. Um, I like to read. I love now that we're living where it's green to be outside a lot. I like to cook, like to learn a lot about myself and try to do better. So that's where I ended up listening to your show also, which has been
0: very helpful. Oh, I love that so much. Um, So we are here to talk about, you know, one of my new obsessions, which isn't so new if I look back in my life, like, no, this is actually a seed throughout everything is just habit formation. And this is just, you know, if this is for people who are like, oh, I don't want to hear about habit formation. Really, it's for anything that you're trying to implement and change in your life. That's this this plateau we get to, or this immediate dive soon after we begin trying to change something where we're just convinced this isn't working. This isn't going well. I messed up. Something's wrong with me. Um, you know, we go into this whole dive with it. So we're going to talk about how to go from disappointed to content in these circumstances and how to not give up. So let's start though by, I would love to hear from you, what you think happens. Like what's the typical experience people have when they're, you know, trying to create these habits to help them or trying to change in some way, but they find themselves disappointed and quickly.
1: Okay. So at least I know for me, I've had lots of times in my life where I'm trying to start habits. I think some of the common ones are exercise, getting enough sleep, Um, For me, there's a lot of uh, because of my religious background, a lot of uh, spiritual practices, Mm. things with my kids. And what I find used to happen a lot and still does sometimes, but I've gotten better is you make this habit, you have this goal or this expectation for yourself, and you're really gung ho at the beginning. Maybe you do really well for a few days, and then life happens. And it gets in the way. It throws you off track. So maybe you kind of give up for a while, have the guilt, start again, and you just kind of go in the cycle and keep trying to do the same thing over and over and over again. And it's not working. Hmm. And so then you just start to feel guilty. You start to feel like, um, I'm never going to get this habit that I want um, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Why can't I just get it together? And, and we don't move anywhere. I just find myself when I did that a lot, just getting stuck and discouraged and kind of wanting to give up altogether, trying to make any improvements or make any habits or routines that stuck. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of
0: that cycle over and over again. I think you're right. It is a cycle and it kind of like perpetuates itself. Like each time it just feels even deeper and mm-hmm. more, you know, entrenched in that self-blame too. And the guilt, I think you totally, um, just described that perfectly how it feels. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, and so let's just say like, I've been there, even though I, I love talking about this stuff, I'm all about developing and growing and all of that. Like this is kind of easy to fall into the cycle. Um, mm-hmm. how has that happened for you? Um, well, I think
1: a lot uh, growing up and especially like in my early, in my twenties, my early married life, you just have this picture of this ideal of how you want to be. And so I would have lots of habits. I would say probably the three main areas would be like that whole exercise, eating good, um, category. And I would have this idea to like exercise five days a week for an hour at the specific time and I would never eat you know sugar or whatever and that would be hard to maintain with small kids and probably another area for me was also that personal and then kind of family um, religious gospel spiritual study and how important that is for me as a person and trying to make that regular and then your kids are fighting or yeah. you set this time to get up for yourself, and you're exhausted because maybe the baby was up all night or whatever and and then my third one it would be like housekeeping, kind of this expectation that your house would look nice all the time. And I would make these i i'm a I'm a chronic um, list maker and like love spreadsheets and make these like charts for cleaning to keep my house nice. Um, that were like monsters to (laughs) keep up with, especially with young kids, um, in the house. And so I think, especially when I had younger kids, that's when it was the hardest for me trying to maintain those. And I would find myself in that cycle
0: Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And, and, and obviously we're going to pick apart about, you know, why this is, why we set Mm -hmm. ourselves up often for this cycle and this disappointment too. That's part of the cycle. Um, let's, let's look, actually dig into it now then. Um, you know, what can people do to shift how they go about changing so they don't immediately fall in the cycle or they know how to better deal with it when they're in the middle of it? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So for me, so now the, the shift for me started probably, um, it was when my third child was born. So I ended mm-hmm. up after she was born in the hospital with some mental health complications and my life kind of fell apart. And when I got back, all those things, all those categories that I had, I couldn't maintain. Um, and it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me because even though I can mm-hmm. say it all fell apart, at the same time, it really didn't like life still went on when the toilets weren't getting cleaned every monday um i still was thriving without eating the most nutritious things all the time um and so that's kind of when things started to shift for me wow. and so kind of a few things that i noticed um is first it helped if i could identify like first steps i love all the books and videos out there about like tiny habits and identifying kind of that first step to get you going. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like for exercise, it's getting in my exercise clothes first thing in the morning. Um, for like our family kind of spiritual time, it's just actually sitting down together, um, cleaning. It might be like just the idea of just getting one thing done. And by just finding that kind of first step, that I'm able to, it's almost like a reminder for myself, like a, a trigger of what I'm trying to do. And oftentimes, if I can just get that first step done, then I can kind of push through the resistance. And I also find that it just creates um, opportunity for success. I've, especially mm-hmm. with my kids, um, with like gospel study stuff, I think, what is the point of this? This is supposed to be happy. <laughs> um and then it's not yeah. <laughs> but then um what i've learned is it's creating the opportunity for a happy experience and so that may not happen every day or every week but if i'm not doing it then it's never going to have that experience And the same w- thing with like exercise um so kind of an example of uh creating opportunity so when i look at exercise just getting my clothes on and maybe just pushing play on a video or stepping outside it's just a small first step, but it's creating the opportunity to meet maybe my larger goal of 30 or 60 minutes. And sometimes I may only do 10 minutes, but at least I've created the opportunity for more because a lot of times if I don't feel like it and I just start, then I'll have the energy to do more. And it's kind of the same thing with like our family study together, uh, just sitting down and opening up or. Or scriptures or whatever we plan the day for the day, even if it's only five minutes before they start fighting, at least I've created the opportunity for discussion, even if it doesn't happen every day. So it just kind of helps me push through the resistance and gives me a little bit less pressure to get it perfect every time. Yeah. Just knowing if I don't create the opportunity, then it will never happen.
0: For well, it sounds staff. like even those opportunities, in and of themselves, are valuable, and they have merit. So even if we can't do the whole kit and caboodle, we can honor those opportunities as something worth it, even in and of themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I also love that they create momentum. Um, one of the things yes. I've talked about in we've done the organization challenge a few times. And one of the things we talk about there is, you know, uh, uh, the law of motion, an object in motion stays in motion. A lot of times it's just getting going is the mm-hmm. hardest part.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: love that. Okay, great. That's a gr- that's a great tip. Thank you. What's next? Um so
1: another thing that I've kind of changed is my definition of success for myself when it comes to habits or routines. Oh yeah. And in the beginning, um it might be, you know, sticking to that really rigid plan I have and only if I you know fulfilled those rigid uh, boundaries, would I be successful? Or, you know, if I lost a certain amount of weight, or if my kids were happy during our study time, or if my house stayed clean, according to my chart, that would be what I define my success as. Whereas now I try and think of just one day at a time. And that success may be just the feeling of um, happiness or satisfaction from getting it done or at least starting. Um, another definition of success for me is when if I do get off track for a few days that I'm not beating myself up um, and I just start again. I And I wouldn't even, I don't like to look at it as starting again for some reason that defines it too much, but just picking up, I just keep going uh, is successful for me and kind of staying away from those really difficultly attainable long-term outcomes and focusing just on the feelings I have after one attempt or one try, rather than something big and
0: hard to grasp. let's take a quick break here for our sponsor. We all know that therapy is awesome, but we have barriers to signing up. Now, if you are a busy mom right now, or you're a busy career woman, one that I have heard often from women like us is taking the time to drive across town and either, you know, arrange for a sitter or have a spouse or family member stay home from work or or work from home. It's, it's so stressful. It's so much work to make these therapy sessions happen. But with BetterHelp, you don't need to drive all over the place and take time off of work or have someone else do that or hire a babysitter. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. BetterHelp is an online counseling service where you are paired with the right professional licensed counselor who specializes in your needs. From trauma you've experienced, grief, self-esteem, anger, anxiety, and more. Everything you share is completely confidential. It's so convenient to do. I can't tell you how much I wish this existed when I was doing so much therapy years ago. And I want you to take part in it so that you can have the help you need without half of the hassle, at very least half the hassle. So many have signed up to BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors, additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener of About Progress, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash progress You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash aboutprogress. Well, you know, I'm all about that. Right. I mean, we've talked about that, um, yep. in the progress program a lot, like it, creating the emotions you want. Cause oftentimes even like when we think the end goal of what we want, when we're trying to change is what's going to create those feelings. And, and if we're so dependent on that, I think most of the time we're disappointed mm-hmm. or we find mm-hmm. that those emotions don't stick around for long. So we might as well put them yeah. in right now and find them where we can. So yeah. I love that. I love that desire to focus on the feelings and change your definition of success. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so I guess like the next thing is for me was to be more flexible. So I stopped um creating these uh like goals of specific times or a specific length or a specific uh way it would go or exactly what it looked like. And Kind of roll with things a little bit better. I'm not always perfect with that, still trying to overcome that. Uh, So maybe if I don't reach my goal of exercising five days a week, I just do three. I'm still exercising. And so I'm being flexible there. And I'm giving myself credit for just trying, being willing to do things at a different time of day than I normally would, because I do tend to have kind of a flow of the day. And when that yeah. flow gets disrupted, sometimes it can, um, be very frustrating, but I'm getting better at just being like, you know, it doesn't have to happen in the same way at the same time every day. It just is something I want to make happen, creating those opportunities, no yeah. matter what it looks like.
0: Yeah. I'm glad we're connecting that back to the opportunities. Um, can you think of an, uh, an example where this comes up for you? Like how that can actually play out?
1: Um, I would say, Probably the toughest one for me is, well, they're all, (laughs) these three kind of categories are all my um, hard ones. But I would say the exercise is the most because I am definitely a morning exercise person. I like to get up, eat, and kind of exercise is my first thing. Um, After, I have like a morning routine that's just for me, but the exercise after breakfast. But sometimes I have to go grocery shopping in the morning or sometimes, you know, kids have to get places. I have appointments in the morning. And so then kind of once that morning time passes, I tend to not want to do anything, um, for whatever reason. And so I'm kind of identified a few things like walking outside for me. I don't need as much of the motivation to do that. So that's something I can do if I missed that morning window. Uh, because in the morning I have energy for like the high intense cardio for like the really, Um, that kind of thing. Whereas later in the day, I don't. And so being more flexible at defining what exercise is and when it can happen and how it can happen. And I've, even if it's a day that I'm like mopping floors and sweeping floors and doing all this housework, and I haven't had time to quote unquote exercise, I usually count that for myself and feel successful because I kind of did just in a different way. Uh So just be more flexible.
0: Well, and that gets us away. I mean, we talk a lot about all or nothing on this podcast for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so entrenched. It's like, you know, singed into our psyche almost at that. All can only count if
1: mm-hmm. it's this
0: much or, or in this way. And that is such a disservice because not only does it mean we do more of nothing, which is still doing something, mm-hmm. it's um, not the kind that's going to propel us forward. So I, I still love that example. Um, is there anything else that you had in mind about ways that um, we can shift our you?
1: Probably the last one I have is that, um, I've, um, it's worth if something isn't working. So if it's a routine or a habit, you're trying to establish and make it, um, something that's, you don't think about if it's not working and we're doing the same thing over and over again, instead of beating ourselves up for not meeting it, it may be a opportunity or a signal, that we need to change our plan or change our approach, mm. and kind of asking ourselves, is it is it really unrealistic? Because I would do that, like I'm not doing this, and I'm like, well, who's telling yeah. me I have to do it that way? Mm-hmm. Like this is me; I can do what I want. <laughs> and um, asking myself if it's even the right time. Like when before my move actually to Indiana, I had I got back into my. It's kind of a coping mechanism for me, I think, with anxiety and change. Mm-hmm. I yeah. started making this huge cleaning plan again because it's a bigger house than I'm used to. And I had this all lined up. And then I, when we moved, it wasn't happening because we were, had tons of boxes and we were painting and we were doing all this stuff. And so I couldn't stick to this cleaning schedule and it was like making me anxious. And I was like, what am I, why? Like mm-hmm. the house was just clean before I move in. Like it's fine. And so, kind of looking at that, and this isn't the right time for such a stringent thing. And and then even having a backup plan for um, what you already have. So maybe you you don't necessarily need to change it completely, but maybe just having a backup plan uh, for when things aren't going exactly well. And so just kind of looking at it and kind of seeing it for what it is. And is it really the right time? Is it really good for you? Because I think. In this day and age, where we have access to an infinite number of possibilities of how to do something, we can get stuck in this like over analyzing and well, what is the right way? And well, I should be doing this and Pinterest really the no right way. Yes, you know? yes, and there really is no right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes that's just when things aren't working; it's kind of a signal to step back and see if it's even a fit for you.
0: Yeah. Or if it's even, fit. you know, possible with, yeah. life. I, you know, I'm thinking about this with, uh, distance learning and homeschooling that many mm-hmm. of us are doing. And, you know, in the spring I had a similar thing, you know, a cleaning routine, but it was more of like, here's our day-to-day routine with how we're going to be with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I quickly realized that I could either beat all of our heads over, you know, with this mm-hmm. routine Or I could decide and, you know, take that step back and just change the approach. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've even been thinking ahead because, um, I, am deciding to homeschool my kids this fall and whatever people decide to do is, is totally great for them, but we're in the middle of a move and, you know, all that kind of stuff is just right for us. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I had this really distinct thought, like what matters in the fall is not so much what your kids learn. It's how they feel. And I know that's really yeah counter to a lot of how we think about education. And I mean, I value education as a former you know, teacher myself, but I've just mm-hmm. realized that's going to be my primary goal as I'm implementing routines. It's not going to be so much about all that we learned each day and, and all that's going to be part of it. It's more about how we connected and how a kid felt supported. Um, so that's yeah. something I'm going to carry into it. <laughs> Oh,
1: it reminds me that the whole homeschooling, because that was something I considered when my kids were younger, I decided it wasn't for me over time. But mm-hmm. in one of the books I read, like the importance of still having a plan. But th- one of the books I'd read, it pointed out like you have this plan, and you have this idea, but then only expect that one out of 10 days will go that way. Yes, <laughs> but know that you've had the plan. And I think that's the same thing with routines and habits sometimes is um, to know in advance that it's not going to go perfect and to to like, be fine with that, and to give yourself mm-hmm. a break. it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or mm-hmm. that you don't have any willpower or anything like that yes
0: and 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 that frees us up to keep trying, I think too, when we make it lean mm-hmm. less about us. so I, I want to wrap this up by kind of getting back to our theme this month, which is be consistent and I, we're, we're kind of talking about it right here, but how can you know shifting our even our view of of trying to change and these new habits that we're trying to put into our lives, how can changing the view that like we talked about today lend itself to more consistency?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think by eliminating or at least decreasing that constant feeling of failure. I think sometimes when you're feeling like a failure. Um, Your desire to even try again is stunted. And so Mm -hmm. maybe you stop exercising for a day or two. And when you have that feeling of failure, then you may not find yourself doing that again for a month. Whereas if you're like, oh, I missed a day or two, that's okay. I'm going to get back on, then you're being more consistent because you're taking away that pressure and that self doubt and that feeling of worthlessness and just moving forward and allowing yourself to stumble Mm -hmm. without. Without staying down on the ground, I guess. So and so over time, um, I think that creates more consistency and helps you kind of discover what works
0: better for you mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're speaking my language, Kendra. I mean, I just recorded the <laughs> intro a few days ago and it's basically that you know, consistency is trying your best most of the time over time. It's not mm-hmm. perfection. and like you said, you're doing it, you're doing it right. When things don't go according Mm -hmm. to plan, like you're not a failure. You're doing it right. Just get back on that horse. Yeah. Um, you know, Kendra, you are actually our first in our new series of featuring what I'm calling quote unquote regular listeners, but nobody's regular um, (laughs) who listens, you know. But I I would just love to hear from each of the the women that we get to feature here and who's lending their own experience and and knowledge in ways that are so unique about a little bit about your own progress story, like how you've evolved and you know what you're even working on right now.
1: Ah, that's a good one. Cause this has been a season of transition for me with the move. I had a lot of things I was doing before, tried to start my own business, had my own podcast for a while. Mm -hmm. And that kind of all, when I moved, I decided that just wasn't for me. I had tried a long time. Um, and so it's been, yeah, it's been hard to let go of that and kind of feeling like I'm lost. I don't have the friends I had. I don't have, uh, the church I had just everything's completely different, but it's been a great blessing also, or a great opportunity for me to kind of rediscover um, myself. And one thing that I started remembering is when I was growing up, I did a lot of um, like, I have pictures of horses that I used to draw and Mm. I have all these um, like pillows I made and I just, I don't have them all still, but just remembering them like little crafts I used to make. I used to cross stitch and I used to, I have like this thing in me, but I kind of put that off for school and um, being a nurse, that's very not creative, I guess, artsy. Um, And so I've had the time to kind of uh, play with that a little bit. Who knows? You know, I don't expect to become like a professional art person at all but just I've gotten into quilting and kind of gotten back into those things that are relaxing. And I'm just kind of allowing myself to take it really slowly. Um, other people I've talked to about moving, they say it can take a good year to settle in. Yeah. But I have to suffer, I, with all this COVID stuff. I can't it's use that year harder. as a good measure. Yeah. yeah, because we haven't been able to get out and meet people. My kids haven't been able to meet people. And so it's given me almost a break mm-hmm. and an opportunity to
0: slow down, I think. Yeah. And sounds like reset, Rediscover myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reset by rediscovering who you are. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you know, you're lucky. Um, well, you're lucky. We're lucky <laughs> to be able to see those things that you've shared with us in the strive tribe too, you know, like the cross stitching and the quilting. And it's, it's been so rewarding for me to just see that, happening in you. And also how, you know, we just talked about reframing your view on habits this whole time. And you're also Mm -hmm. reframing your view on this time and what it can Mm -hmm. actually do for yourself. Um, so I just want to say, well done, well done with, with (laughs) all of that. And you inspire me and I'm just so grateful that you took the leap to apply to be on the show. And this is all so fantastic, Kendra. Um, I, and I know you're not doing anything public, but if there is a way for people to get a hold of you, is there, is there, some way they can do that. And if not, um, you can just say I don't,
1: yeah. I don't think since I closed all my professional stuff down. I'm like, I have my personal stuff, but I'm pretty uh um like my Facebook isn't I'm no I'm not one of those people that tries to collect friends on
0: Facebook. That's okay so too. And if there's private stuff <laughs> but, too. Let's just say we can see you in the comment section uh, on Instagram yeah. or in the Strive Tribe. Um yeah. which is Been so great. So, thank you so much, Kendra, for taking the time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you. What a great chat with Kendra. And I just want to applaud her for having the courage to apply to be on the show. And I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Let's go through our progress pointers from this episode. This is where we share the practical ways that you can take action based off of what you learned today. Go and do something with it. That's the key. Number one, It's easy to fall into the disappointed cycle with habits, but the bottom can be a great place to rebuild. Two, identify easy first steps instead of only demanding the big picture of yourself. Three, these steps create opportunities for success and are so valuable. Four, change your definition of success. Five, focus on the feelings you want to have, not just what you want to do. Six, be more flexible and give yourself credit for trying. Seven, if a habit isn't working, that's a signal to change the approach and have a backup. And eight, know in advance that things won't go according to plan and that's okay. What an encouraging episode. And I want you to have that encouragement right in your inbox. These progress pointers, I have them sent to my go-getter newsletter every week that we have an interview and at the end of the month, we send all those graphics together in one place. You can use them as wallpaper on your phone. You can have them on your computer. You can have it on the images on your phone as well. Just some way for you to have these on hand so you don't have to stop and take notes and you can be reminded of what we learned in this episode and go take action yourself. You can sign up for our go-getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter as we wrap up this whole month about consistency. I hope that you've learned a lot for sure, but I also hope that you are starting to shift some things, namely about how you see yourself and your actions and just how capable you can be when you make sure that you are realistic, that you, uh, you allow room for error and that you don't give up. Now, I just wanna remind you uh, the process that we talked about in the introductory episode. The process for progress is patience and persistence coupled with the lens of curiosity. You can do those three things, my friends. And over time, when you keep being consistent and you do your best, most of the time, over time, you will change. I hope those words of encouragement can help you because I know that you are capable of so much more and that you can rise up to be that person that you want to be. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing the show, for sending me emails and DMs, for tagging me and posts that you that you put out there and for the ratings and reviews too. I'm really, really grateful for you. Next week, I'll share um, the review of the month, and I'm so excited to send that person a little gift package. Every little thing you do that helps me means so, so much to me. Keep growing, and remember, life is about progress, not perfection.